So, Warwick, it's confession time. Is there anything you did as a child that you lied to your parents about that you feel it's time to come clean? Ooh. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. Oh, of course the answer is yes. All right, go on. I'm a boy. Spill, spill <laughs> That's what boys do. Come on. They don't uh, listen anyway, so. I'll just have to pick one. They don't listen, yeah. <laughs> don't tell them about the show, okay. Uh, oh, what's going to be suitable for our listening audience <laughs> to know about me? No. Oh, look, this is this is probably one of the first ones that come to mind. Yeah. So this, this says a bit about my dad, actually. Oh, sorry, Dad, if you ever listen to this. Um, I'm really sorry I'm about to out you here. But my dad, probably like most uh, tradies, had a pile of magazines, right? You know those magazines? The ones yes. that guys buy for the articles? Yes, I know those ones. Yeah. Well, I discovered that he had this secret stash of magazines. And uh, I don't remember how I found them, but... Um, I used to sneak into his to into their bedroom and um, and get them out of the bottom of his cupboard <laughs> when I was a teenage boy. I think I was about twelve or thirteen or something. And uh, yeah, I used to flip through uh, some of these magazines. They weren't really hardcore, but you know, they were still there was lots of nudies. So there. did you? Your parents never knew? Uh well, I thought they didn't. But you know how parents have that knack of just. When you're a bit older, yeah. so he must have just let it go for years right. and thought, ah, oh, it's pretty harmless, you know, he's, he'll get it out of his system. <laughs> and uh, not in that way. Um, but he said something to me, you know, when I was, I don't know, I was probably 15 or 16, maybe even older. And he just said something like, yeah, you know, like when you used to read those magazines in my cupboard. <laughs> and, and you know, if you've ever had this happen with a parent, my stomach just like felt yeah. like a black hole. It was yeah. like... Oh shit! He knows. <laughs> you probably didn't leave him in the right order or something. Oh, Maybe I was, was so there. careful too. I really used to, <laughs> I used to pay such close attention to how they came out, but I obviously stuffed it up one day in a hurry, and uh, and he knew the old bugger. Uh, did your mum ever know? I don't know. I wonder if he ever told her. Hmm. She probably does now. She listens. To the show. <laughs> Welcome to the Tradies Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership. So you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. So welcome to another episode of the Tradies Business Magazine reading show. <laughs> uh, I can't no, believe you haven't I come added for the pictures that. for the podcast. No, the at least you are here for the articles, okay? <laughs> um, we'll do the, uh, the pictorial version some stage in the future. But, um, yeah, welcome back, listeners. Uh, first and foremost, I'd like to talk about the membership area thingy, which we have a fancy name for it called the Tradies Business Toolkit. I'm, at, I'm really excited to have this thing live. I don't know if anybody else is excited as me, but uh, we've, got, we've got people in there interacting already. We've got new content going up. Uh, we recorded some bonus content uh, from a guest we did uh, an interview with this morning. That's going to go in there shortly. So there's some cool stuff going in there on a day-to-day basis. And the best part about it is it costs a buck, a dollar, to join up for 30 days, check it out, steal all our stuff, and then bugger off. But we know you won't do that because then it's only $10 a month after that. Oh, we hope um, so. We'll we <laughs> be eating fried rice for the rest of our lives. <laughs> well, I don't eat rice, so I'm going to be pretty hungry. But uh, after that, it's 10 bucks a month if you join before June 30. So get in as a foundation member. 
and we'll honour that that ten dollar a month price for as long as you stick around as a member. Uh, price goes up at, at thirty June, but uh, yeah, for a dollar, even for ten bucks a month, there's no way you won't get amazing value out of this. And I'm going to say it again because I've said it so many times now. If you don't get ten dollars worth of value out of the tradies business toolkit, I will personally deliver you a six pack of your favourite beer. God, I hope someone takes you up on that offer. I just, <laughs> I just hope they're not in, in Perth. <laughs> Perth listeners, um, conditions apply. But they're uh, out in the mines listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go be out in the Pilbara delivering a six pack of beers. <laughs> um, but go check it out, tradiesbusinesstoolkit.com. We've put a lot of work into it and a lot of thought. Um, it's actually been about a year and a half in the making, uh, the toolkit, and uh, we're, we're building it all the time. So um, go check that out. Uh, today, though, Michaela. We are going to talk about blockages, aren't we? We are. And it's not a plumbing show. No. Uh, but we're going to talk about unblocking the flow, I guess, in your tradie business. Um, and there's three key things that we've seen over the years, and certainly talking to our listeners as well, that that tend to really constrict the flow in tradie businesses. What are, what are the three main things before we talk about them? Yeah, well... And it's something that people don't realise. It always comes back to these three things. They think every business, their business is individual and only they have these problems. But it really comes back to three main things. And that's cash flow, team and time. Yep. Pretty basic. Yep. So uh, will we jump right in? Let's go. So cash flow, the big one. This affects every single business anywhere in the world of any size at any stage of its life cycle and multiple times throughout a business's growth path, whether you're a startup, whether you're a multi-million dollar national franchise business, cash flow is just one of those constants that always affects businesses everywhere. So it probably makes sense then that you'd want to figure out how to actually deal with cash flow problems. And yet, uh, you know, it's something that I think really confuses the, the crap out of people and um, and scares a lot of people as well. I know a lot of tradie wives lose sleep over it. Um, and if you're listening, you know, you're not alone. Uh, it, it does affect pretty much everybody in business. So um, that's all well and good, but how do we deal with those cash flow issues? Yeah. What, what are some, some, I guess, tips or ways to recognize that? Well, definitely something is, you know, not chasing your payments. So if you're letting your terms go out and you don't want to make those calls, because everybody hates making those calls, we get that, and you want to keep the good relationships and you hate chasing people for money, but I bet you like sleeping as well. So it's really important to keep up to date with chasing overdue payments. If you don't like doing it and want to keep the relationship, get someone else to help you to do that. But it's really important that the minute that they're, you know, up to their seven days or 30 days that you're on to them straight away. And that's making sure that your invoicing is done on time. You can use things like Zero that will automatically send reminders and things like that. So, mm, Yep. And it's, it's um, I think a lot of people are reluctant to ask for money because it, it always feels a bit uncomfortable. But I heard a, a great, uh, it wasn't really a strategy, but something that uh, that somebody does is three or four days before the invoice is due for payment, they actually send a little friendly reminder to say, Hey, thanks again for letting us do your work. Just letting you know that this is coming up for payment. So, you know, if you need to transfer the money around or whatever, just giving you a, a quick shout out. So it's instead of waiting till after it's due and then it's like it feels a little bit argumentative, this was more of a, hey, just as a service, just letting you know this is going to be coming up. You know, these are our terms. Uh, if you've got any hassles, give us a call. So whatever you do, though, you, you do have to follow people up because we're all busy and we a lot of people just forget. Go to the bottom of the pile. It's not top of mind for us, but 
for you in business, you, you need to collect that. It's your money. And you need to get over the issue of asking people for money because you've done the work. It's mm. yours. It was agreed upon. So it does make you feel uncomfortable that you have to ask for it because it's overdue, but just it's your money. So you need to get it and not have these problems. That's right. So another one around cash flow as well is uh, don't, don't look at your bank balance as an indication of whether you can afford something. It's not. It's not a good picture. What do you, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> there's all this money in the bank. Can't yeah, I just spend it? Exactly. And to if you're listening to the show, I'm sure you've you've experienced this. You know, you look at the bank account one day and there's seven grand or seventy grand or whatever size your business is, but in five days' time that could be zero, uh, and then it could be back up to fifty, and then back down to five, and then into the negative. I mean, it depends on what's coming in and going out. So it's all about timing, and that's one of the big challenges with cash flow is. It's about figuring out the timing of all of these payments. So one simple way to avoid that whole, oh, there's money, we can spend it, or no, there's not, we can't afford it, is to actually run a budget or a cash flow forecast. And that all sounds a bit accountanty and you know a bit confusing and scary, but uh, basically it's just a simple, simple spreadsheet. Honestly, I've seen, I've seen tradies do this in a ledger book. And uh, whatever works for you, I don't care. I'm not one of those guys who's like, oh, you've got to tear up the – the paper um, budget, if that's what works for you, keep it in a pocketbook, I don't care, but keep some sort of a cash flow budget or forecast and just look, if, if you can look out maybe two weeks, four weeks would be better of what it, what are you expecting to collect from people in cash flow? So whether they're paid by credit card or what, it doesn't matter. What are you expecting to collect over the next, over the next, four, the next four weeks, four weeks to be paying out of your account? So you may have invoices that aren't due yet, you need to have a look at when they are due and when you expect to be paying them and just compare those two numbers. So yeah. you, you really should be doing that on a weekly basis. Monthly's, you know, kind of okay. But at least then you can see that, well, there's 70 grand in the account now, but in a week's time, I've got $65,000 worth of materials I have to pay for. Yep. So the reality is I can afford to spend five grand or less on tools this week or beer or whatever the heck it is you want to spend the money on. So that's how you can start to make more informed decisions about what can we afford to do yeah and is there some kind of worksheet or something we could put in the toolkit for our members maybe to help them with this yeah let's um let's stick a template up but uh but but how about i i'll do a video um a quick little video fancy (laughs) i'll probably scare everybody away with my ugly mug but uh you know we'll stick a little instruction video up there on on how to put together a simple cash flow forecast yeah so even for a dollar might be worth just getting that little video of your voice and instructions who, on who wouldn't watch. want to see me alive on a video for a dollar no, that's like that's like the ultimate peep show isn't it <laughs> speaking about magazines there you go uh so yeah um cash flow big one yeah and so having a budget in forecasting is really important but other things like and it's not relevant for every industry but where you can taking a deposit before you start mm, the work um and getting uh, you know ahead of time with your cash totally totally is that enough about cash flow okay okay time time Time, time, time. Say, so we all talk about this thing called time management. We don't have enough time. No. There's oh. not enough hours in the day. We're out of, oh, I thought you meant for now, for the episode. We're out of time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the most common thing that affects all of us. And look, I know it affects uh, you and me as well, Michaela, is uh, you know, we're probably getting a bit short on time today to do what we want to do. And we, we all have this challenge, and yet we're all gifted with the same 24 hours every day. And I'm sure our listeners are sick of hearing it from people like me, business coaches, banging on, saying, ah, oh, you've all got the same amount of time. It's just what you do with it that's the difference. Mm. Uh, so 
better than that is some, I guess, um, simple things that we can be mindful of and uh, maybe start to change our behavior a little bit. Uh, I think I think a big one is actually learning to say no. Mm. We, we, as business owners, particularly tradespeople, I find, and a lot of my clients, they just suck at saying no. They're so willing to help people and so determined to do the right thing by not just their customers but their suppliers and sales reps and anybody who's demanding of their time is they're so nice to everybody else that what happens is you end up dishonoring yourself and being the one who's stressed out and running behind and missing out on spending time with your kids or you know just putting your feet up on a Sunday because you said yes to somebody who was in need like you know you're unblocking a drain on a Sunday afternoon for a little old lady because you don't want to leave her in the lurch and it it's really hard for I think for tradespeople in particular to say no because that it really is an essential service so much of what our tradie listeners do are essential services and it you know, it just feels bad to say no to somebody who's got, you know, poo bubbling up in their drains <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon. But it's also about being saying no to, oh, I just want to pick your brain. Can we catch up for a coffee or a beer yeah. or let's yep. just do lunch next week or, yep. hey, we've just got five minutes. I want to ask you, you know, about this. So it's it's just saying no to things that aren't in your best interest. So is this really going to help your business today, tomorrow, next week? Is it really a critical issue that you need to deal with right now? Mm. Really evaluate whether it's valuable to you to spend that time on that. Yep. And you'll soon see that 80% of what you're saying yes to, you probably can say no to. That's right. Such a good point. And so I'm not suggesting you say no to the, the little old lady with the sewage in her bathroom. Um, you need to find ways to say yes to that stuff that's not actually killing you or sending you broke. Um but yeah, it's those other things, and I chatted to the host, the host of another podcast about this just recently. Is learning what to say no to, uh, and and I think it's a bit of a skill. It's hard to do it at first. Mm. Is to say no to a sales rep, um, and I've I've got a client in particular that I'm working with. He's a young guy, and he's a really nice guy. And every sales rep that turns up to his cabinet making business used to get an audience with him like they'd literally just turn up on his doorstep unannounced and an hour and a half later he's sitting there stressing out because he hasn't done a quote for a client because he didn't want to say to the sales rep dude you don't have an appointment come back on friday in my sales rep time slot and just making that one change for him where nobody no sales rep sees him without an appointment has just freed up so much of his time to actually do the the more important stuff yeah, and it's really important, I think, that a lot of people start their day by they just turn into the office and check the emails and their day is determined by other people's priority, which is email often, you know, mm. or the phone's ringing and they've got no plan or structure to their day or week. They're just flying by the seat of their pants and all of a sudden they get to the end of the day and they haven't done those quotes or the things that will make them money and are important to the business. Then they're rushed, not done properly, and it just goes... Mm. Quotes aren't followed up. All those important things because they get done by, you know, all the so-called urgent things that keep coming up all the time. So I think really important to have a plan to your start of the day. Mm. A really great book is Essentialism. Uh, It's just come out and it's all about what is actually essential in your life and business and saying no to everything else. So that's a really good read for our listeners. Might get something out of that. Do you know who the author is? 
You knew nope. I'd ask you that, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Let me Google uh, while you just rabbit on about something. We'll, uh, we can stick it in the show notes anyway, a book called Essentialism. Um, but, yeah, having a plan for the day is really important. Um, the other thing I think a lot of customers spend too much time in is with clients and sales appointments. And mm. so people go, oh, no, it's about building relationships and spending that time. But I think you can use the right language and words to say the same thing in a lot less time. Yeah. And it's also important about setting the time. So I'm here for 45 minutes, an hour, so you're not spending two hours doing something that you could have done in an hour with a customer. So Yeah, that's a great point too, Michaela, is uh, so many meetings in our calendars even default to an hour. Who says we actually need an hour for that? So, right. so much stuff could be done in 20 minutes or 40 minutes. And I know there's a, there's a, um, a business coach, entrepreneur that, that has 20 minute stand up meetings. Yep. Will, will not sit down. Nobody's allowed to, um, sit on a chair and they only schedule 20 meetings. They stand around in a circle. One person takes notes and disseminates that to the rest of the team. And they get so much more done than sitting around just, you know, kind of padding out the hour because we booked an hour for a meeting. Just because that's the done thing. So, yeah, it's it's just starting to shift some of those behaviours. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, third thing that we find is team. Team, staff, mm. employees, whatever. Um, call them, we call them team because uh, that's really what you want to aim to build as a team. And I guess if you look at it like uh, you know, building a great sporting team, you need to have people engaged and motivated and passionate and there's got to be great communication um, and that all seems like a mystery to so many employers. Uh, look, the the I think one of the first things is there seems to be a lot of fear around employing somebody in your business. And if you're listening to this and you're a startup, you'll probably get to the stage where there's too much work for you and you have to make a decision. You either turn work away and you start saying no. Uh, you could do that by putting your prices up. Or you need to employ somebody. And that's a big step for a lot of people in business is kind of employing that first person. And it it's not as hard, I think, as a lot of us make it in business. And uh, trust me, I've got it wrong a lot of times over <laughs> the years. I've had some catastrophic failures in terms of employing people and, uh, you know, wasted a lot of money and had lots of tears and all sorts of stuff in, uh, in sessions with people. But, uh, but it's not as hard as I think we make it out to be as business owners. And it comes back to that cash flow forecast and the budgeting that we mentioned earlier. So you can see that, yes, you know, you're at a point where you can put on an employee mm. and really things aren't going to change until you start scaling. That's right. You, you know, if it's just you, you're never going to make yep. the millions that you're going to want. So That's right. And uh, whether it's your first or your, your 31st employee in your business, there's a process to follow that increases the chances of you finding the right person um, and you, you need to be able to refer back to that budget to say, well, we can afford to put this person on and carry their wage for the next four weeks or 12 weeks or whatever until you know the extra production kicks in. And you can then make that decision with a fair degree of confidence rather than go, man, we're so busy, we need somebody else, and you go and employ them and then it goes quiet because your marketing's not up to scratch or you didn't, you didn't forecast the fact or predict the fact that you're coming into – perhaps a quiet time or, you know, there was a bit of a, uh, you know, a rough patch coming in the business and all of a sudden you've got too many people. 
And yeah. so then you've got to lay people off or carry the wages because you're a nice guy and you stop drawing so much from the business. It just creates this horrible, stressful situation around having a team and having employees. Yeah, and I find a lot of people also have the wrong type of employees for way too long. Mm. You know, they've got the wrong people on the bus and don't kick them off and they, they just drag it out. Oh, they're going to change or they're worrying. And it just halts the business. It really can. It's just the morale of the not yourself but as well as your team and you're always second judging and it just can really bottleneck the business when you have some bad seeds in there so Mm. also identifying those that have to go and getting rid of them as quick as you can or helping them putting procedures in to help them help them leave yeah (laughs) (laughs) g'day to all the employees listening to the show uh good lessons for you when you actually become an employer as well but, uh, and but it's yeah. also important to come back to keeping them accountable as well. I know yeah. a lot of employees don't like to, you know, make them accountable. I know you have a lot of experience in this area of yeah, introducing just, systems to help them. Just having people um, keep a track of how well they're doing their job and, and getting them to report back to you as the person who's paying their wage. I had a conversation with a client just last night running a, an interview session for him, looking for a key team member. And, uh, you know, it's just that... They feel uncomfortable um, getting people to do what they're supposed to be doing. It's like you're paying that person to produce an outcome for you as an employee. The, the expectation is that they will do that. So you should be measuring that. It's like you wouldn't you wouldn't give a random person in the street sixty or seventy or eighty thousand dollars, whatever whatever sort of industry you're in, and just say, hey, if I give you this. Do you think maybe you could turn up occasionally and perhaps do some work or something and I won't bother really checking on it? And that's how a lot of people employ yeah. their staff. They're not actually looking at, okay, what are you producing? What what did I need you to produce to make this a viable relationship? And there's a gap here. Can we talk about that? It doesn't have to be nasty or or you know aggressive or anything. It's just like, hey, Michaela, I'll give you this money if you produce this for me. Is that okay? And you go, yeah, sure. Well, it'd make sense for us to review that, right? <laughs> so that's all it is. It's just having the reporting in place. Productivity is one way to do it. Sales might be another way. Uh, you know, hours build out to clients. However you want to measure it, you should be actually tracking people's performance as you should the performance of your business, as we've talked about. And it's something I hear a lot people after a team member leaves. They thought they were a great team member and then all of a sudden they leave and realize, oh, hang on. They actually weren't pulling as much weight yeah. as they thought. or That's a horrible feeling, isn't it? It's it like, is. hey, nothing's really changed except we've just saved ourselves 50 grand a year. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. So, so if any listeners just went, ooh, that felt a bit uncomfortable, <laughs> maybe it's time to have a look at your performance uh, review criteria, how you're tracking your team and what they're producing for you. Yeah. Cool. So there's three blockages that we find that a lot of clients get stuck on and can't move their business forward. So it's all about cash flow, budgeting and forecasting so you can make the right decisions. Mm -hmm. Looking at your time. So how are you spending your time so you're not using that as an excuse to not grow your business or or get back to those calls. So just making sure to put some rules around saying yes and no to people in your business and structuring your day and week a little bit more. And lastly, team. And that's all about you know, having the right steps to go forward to mm. employ somebody so you can scale up, having the right staff, and if you haven't, getting rid of them. So, you know, there's this way of identifying the areas that blockages most occur in, but then it's another thing taking that step to actually clear those blockages. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing what to do and actually doing it is two different things, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And often it's sometimes that, you know, you can identify yourself and, and do some strategies around that, but often, you know, you need to help 
get help from outside people that have a different perspective of your business and not in there every day and emotionally attached to it. So I know you work with a lot of clients, Warwick. I'm going, going to put you on the spot here, but <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Un- unlike normal, where you, did, you never put me on the spot, do you? <laughs> no, no, never. I don't know. Is there something you can put together, just a, a quick thing to help people identify where their blockages might be and some strategies to move forward? Yeah, sure. Um, look, something I, I've done in the past for quite a lot of uh, my mentoring clients is initially what we do, I guess, is a bit of a, a diagnosis of where they're at. Uh, so to help them identify those issues and then come up with an initial um, direction or a plan, if you like, uh, of something that you can get started on straight away. So, um, yeah, look, uh, you know, there's some pre-work to do. So if, if you're listening to this and you'd like a bit of help, um, I've got, I guess it's a, a quick business survey, you know, it's a couple of pages, um, five to ten minutes that you could send to me uh, and then we'll book uh, and we'll set up a link or something to uh, to basically book a 90-minute session with me um, over Skype or the telephone or, you know, if you're in the area face-to-face, however you like, and we'll run through, okay, so we'll run through your challenges, um, but we'll before that we'll actually talk about, well, what are your, your personal goals? So what do you actually want to get out of your business? What are your business goals? You know, where do you want to take the thing? Um, talk about the challenges that you either see now or perhaps those blockages and identify what's going to stop you getting to those goals. Uh, and then look at the five key areas that you need to actually be working on to improve the profits in your business and come up with some strategies. And, um, you know, we could easily put together five things that you could take away and work on straight away, whether it's marketing, whether it's your team, uh, whether it's your finance, um, and actually give you some specific things that you can go and work on over the next three months, say, um, to start getting those results in your business. So, you know, we could definitely do that. Cool. All right. Well, that sounds that sounds reasonable. And, and that sort of thing, uh, look, my, my clients, uh, you know, they pay me quite a bit of money to help them in their businesses. Yeah, but come on, we're mates. But we're uh, for, for listeners to the show, look, if you if you come to us via the show, um, you know, for, for 297 bucks, so, you know, just under 300 bucks for an hour and a half of my time plus the pre-work and pretty much a basic plan to get you started, um, you know, we, we're happy to book that in and uh, we can book those in online for you. I think that would be really valuable for a lot of our listeners. You know, once you identify what the blocks are and you've got some key strategies, you can move forward and make the changes that you need to. Absolutely. Thank you for being so generous. <laughs> My pleasure. So you need to help me actually put a link or something uh, on the okay. website. So where are they going to go? Uh, well, if they go to, uh, I don't know, tradiesbusinessshow.com forward slash blockages. Okay. Would that, would that be a good web page to Maybe. set up? <laughs> uh, so that's tradiesbusinessshow.com forward slash blockages. And, and yeah, we'll put a link up there with a page where you can go and click a button and do all that stuff if you can. Cool. She's well organised. Yeah. <laughs> Look at us creating stuff on the fly. <laughs> so don't forget, listeners, uh, if you want to get access to the bonus content that we've got, our monthly webinars, the private Facebook group, uh, training videos, templates, what else is in there? I've missed something. Um, um, the budgety video you're just oh, about yeah, to yeah. do. The video that I'm going to do about how to create a budget. Uh, we'll put a cash flow template up in there as well uh, for you to go and grab. It's a dollar. Seriously, a dollar for 30 days. That's a whole month. So even if you look at it once or twice, there is no way you can't get a dollar's worth of value out of it. Um, and then it's just 10 bucks a month after that. Uh, so, so it's 3.33 cents per day. 
Mm. I wondered how long it would be before you did the mathematics on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so tradiesbusinesstoolkit.com, go and check it out. Uh, you can you can quit at any time. You're not stuck in any contracts or any of that sort of garbage. We will ring you and go, what the hell? What were you doing? <laughs> but no, no. Why did won't. you leave? No. Uh, but yeah, get in there and check that out. And just make sure you give a shout out to our show supporters, Face to Face Training. If you want to upskill your staff, if you have got the right staff and you want to invest in them or you want to improve your leadership and management skills, there's a lot of government money out there that you can get. So head to Face to face that's t-o face dot edu dot au to find out more nice work all right well uh till next time hooroo Hooroo. hey you can't steal my out (laughs) you've been listening to the tradies business show with warwick bidwell and michaela clark want to get off the tools into true business ownership find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com